When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, welcome to the podcast. I am Joe Posnanski, and with me is Michael Shore. Michael, welcome. Thank you for having me, Joe. You are so welcome. Uh, so here we are. We're doing our little draft and reader question podcast. Fantastic. Let's get okay. right into it. We don't have a lot of time here. Let's get right to the question. Let's get right to the question. Before we get to the question, we actually did not do something on the, what do we call it? The mothership. The mothership, yep. Yeah, the mothership. We should have discussed what is our... Uh, unofficial name for the Washington Nationals. Oh my our, God, we totally we had, forgot. We had promised we would do that. So that's so unlike us to promise <laughs> that we're going to do something and then forget to do <laughs> it. Completely not do it. There are people still waiting for prizes from us from like eight years ago. <laughs> so the uh, just to refresh your memory, uh, we determined that some baseball teams have an unofficial nickname, like the Pale Hose for the White Sox or the right. Fish for the Marlins. Yep, uh, and we. So halos for the angels. So we have decided we're going to make sure every team in baseball has an unofficial nickname. We're going conference. We're going division by division. We've decided that the nickname for the Braves is the Bravos. Right. That was already existed. The Mets we decided was, uh, what was it again? The fighting Wilpons? No, <laughs> we wanted the fighting Wilpons, but we ended up calling the, they're the, uh, they're the miracles, right? Or the the mir- Oh, that's right. Wait, no. Was that what we decided? The miracles? Oh, maybe it was. I think it was the miracles, right? I think if it wasn't, it is now. <laughs> it is now. Uh, the uh, Cubs, we decided, were the bleachers, and uh, right. the, the Bengals, we decided, were the chillies. So the the the, the Reds, were the, the Reds, right? The, the Reds and the Bengals. Chilies. I think the Bengals are also Bengals can be the chillies too. Yeah. So the the last one was the Washington Nationals. And uh, do we have suggestions from people at home? We have a few suggestions. Of course, most of the suggestions are what people wanted to call the Washington football team. Uh, you know, right. Uh, so you've got like the monuments. You've got somebody said the Sam's from Uncle Sam or something. Okay. Senators was definitely thrown out there. Sure. Uh, that's what they were for a long time. Um, and just of- to be clear, we, we have decided that you can't just say it's the Nats. Like no. the unofficial nickname can't just be the first half of the name of the team. No, no it, it, it doesn't work. Um, you know, and, and then there were plenty of politician jokes and, and stuff. Sure. Like that. So I have I, I have one pitch. I don't know if you have a pitch. I, I'm, I'm ready to hear your pitch. My pitch is we, we call them the beltways. Because I like beltway. I like it when people refer to Washington, D.C. as the Beltway. <laughs> I don't know why. I just like it. I think it's a cool sounding word. I do like that. The Beltways. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's good. You got it feels baseball-y with the belt. And yeah, you know? yeah. It's something it feels like uh, and it feels like kind of insidery, like uh, like again, the test for this, the litmus test is you say you're a fan of the, you know, of the Cubs or the Dodgers right. or something, and you say to your buddy, Hey, do you want to go see the game? And they say, Oh, who are they playing? And then you give this unofficial nickname, and your buddy is like, Oh, that's that sounds like a fun a- afternoon. So if yeah. you say like, hey, do you want to see you, you want to go to Wrigley? The uh, I got tickets to the game. Ooh, who are the Cubs playing? Oh, they're playing the Beltways. Yeah. Or the belt, the Beltways are in town. Beltways are in town. I, think kind of, I don't I'm not like over the moon about I, it, but I I'm 90% there. I I I don't like anything that we got sent in. And by the okay. way, I don't like the commanders uh for the football team either. No, uh, I don't either. I just don't like it. But I don't care because frankly, that, that team doesn't exist to me. But um yeah. Yeah, I I'm kind of digging uh, beltways. Yeah, I I think we put it down. If if somebody wants to send something in to blow us us away, we'll we'll adjust. But I okay. think we do the beltways, and so so beltways it is officially. 
And what, uh, who, who's next? What, so what are you asking people to do next? Well, what, what did we finish the NL East? I can't remember now. Well, we got the Bravos. We got the, uh, the uh, Miracles. Ugh, I still hate that. I still like Bootsies better. Uh, <laughs> the Phillies, uh, the Marlins or the Fish? Oh, the Phillies, we have not done. We've we have not, not done, done the right? Phillies. So we have the Bravos, the Fish, the Miracles, and the Beltways, and now we need one. We should do the Phillies. We should do the All Phillies. All right, so, so send it in for the Phillies. I'm, I'm, I'm fully expecting Ellen Adair to blow us away with the, her, her suggestion. Uh, but Phillies, so Phillies are next on our, on our uh, list. Unofficial nickname list, great. All right, here we go. So it is time for uh, reader questions, which we uh, don't have any music for, unfortunately. But uh, but here we go. So I've, I've only got a few. Well, I mean, we got a bunch, but but we're only going to do a few here. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So Alexis Gay. Hey, our friend Alexis Gay uh, wants to know about the Super Bowl. Why do they do it every year? Why not every few years? Or maybe it could be sporadic and a surprise. Hey, surprise, it's a Super Bowl year. That would be fun. So why, why, what do you think about the idea of having the Super Bowl like in odd years or, or just sporadically? What do you think? I love this. This is a great <laughs> idea. The, uh, the Super Bowl is boring. It ha- it's like it's the same thing every year. Every it's year. A, and and it, if it were more like the Olympics or the Euro Cup, for example, right. Right. It would ha- it would really feel special and great. And we would all the build up to it would be tremendous and we would be excited more than we are now. And it would be it would, it would feel like um, it would feel like a like a the kind of Titanic event that I think it wants to feel like. But ultimately always is a little bit disappointing because yeah, it's like, I mean, oh, yeah, we're back here in February and the Super Bowl. There's happening. always the irony of calling it the Super Bowl. Like it's, you know, like they, they, there's nothing there's nothing. Yeah. Make it, and I like the idea of doing it every three years. You know, like some weird, okay. like a weird thing. So it's a little more often than the Olympics, but still, you know. Yeah. And then, and then you don't have it every year. And some years you just end the season with like no champion, the way they do in like uh, in like the Premier League or something. You know, it's just like, or you you have a champion, but it's like ah, the, the team with the best record, they're they're your champion. That's the end of it. I think that uh, it'll be easy. I think it's an easy sell to say to the NFL and to the various companies that sponsor the league, hey, we're not going to do the Super Bowl every year. We're going to do it every two or three years. I think everyone will be on board with this. Don't you think at this point television is like enough with the Super Bowl already? Yeah, why do we need this this once a year year reliable event that is watched by 110 million people and gives whatever network has it a ratings win for the entire spring season? Why do we need that? We don't need that. Like. You know what? This is what those companies will say when we pitch this idea to them. There's more in life than money. That's That's, what they'll say. There's more to life than money. And we're fine with this plan. And let's institute this. You know, they're thinking it already. It's not like you say that to them. That's what they're thinking. Like, what are they like? NBC needs another guaranteed, whatever it is, $190 million of pure profit or whatever. They don't need that. They don't need that. They will be on board with the idea of making the event itself more special because yes. they are humanists at heart. That's it's it's a fact. Yeah. All right, Nick wants to know, and this is a great question: Why does no one make a big enough? Why does no one make a big enough deal out of the fact that parrots can talk? That is a great, <laughs> great question. That is a great question. It's a great parrots. I mean, these birds. They can speak English (laughs) and other languages. Any language you teach it. This is this. I I have never thought about this, and now it's all I'm going to think about. Yes, a hundred percent. We should make a much bigger deal out of the fact that there are birds that can talk. Of course we should. This is insane. What are we doing? What are we doing? Sitting around our houses right now. We should be out on the streets. We should be going somewhere. We should be taking action to make this a bigger deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. They can talk. They're birds. They're birds. They're not even dogs or cows no. or horses. No. Like think think about how how super intelligent elephants are. Right. Elephants among the most intelligent and thoughtful animals yeah. in the world. They they can paint. 
They yep. can, they can, they are communal. They have funerals when they when their uh, family members die. They're incredibly sophisticated animals, but can they talk? No, no they no. can't. No parrots can talk. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nick. Nick, Nick you, you've you, done us a great service here. It's a great question. All right. Uh, Gistless wants to know, do you call heads or tails? What is the correct, it's almost like, it's almost like an official position. What is the correct thing to do when someone says, call it? So Belichick always, Belichick always calls <clears throat> heads and he went on a streak for a while. Remember a few years ago, he was on a streak of like 21 consecutive <laughs> wins or, or something. Um, I believe that the correct move is always to call tails because heads is always first in the list. It's always yeah. heads or tails. You never hear it, call it tails or heads, right? Right. And right. I, I think that just to balance out the universe, you should pick the second of the two options. Interesting. Because it's because it's getting a short shrift. It's like it's like black and white. It's like you always hear black and white. You never hear white and black. Yes. You know what I mean? Like it's just one of those things that you always hear heads or tails. And so I Here's believe my- that you you should you should go with the with the second of the two choices because everybody if you give people two options that if you say to someone like all right uh, uh pick from one of these two categories a or b everyone will just go a because it's right. the first one they heard and there's no obvious reason to pick b so i th- i like to go the other way i think to zag when people are zigging you are a zagger um yeah my only problem with calling tails one problem is when you're wrong you feel worse <laughs> than you are when you're wrong picking heads. Fair enough. I think that's just what yeah. I think. No, you're right. Of course it was heads because your brain tells you that that was the first and thus better option. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If you're if you're out there playing paper, scissors, stones, what's the first thing you throw? Wait, what did you call it? Paper, scissors, stone? You don't call it rock, paper, scissors? No, I call it paper, scissors, stones. What? We used to call it rock, paper, scissors, stones, which I always thought was stupid because it was like double. We, I... We did only not ever it heard it as scissors. rock, paper, scissors. No, we called it paper, scissors, stone. What? Yeah. That's, I mean, this is insane. <laughs> this is, this is, <laughs> all this right. Is, gonna, I'm going to put up a Shut poll. it all down. Just shut it all down. Put up a <laughs> poll. Rock, paper, scissors, or paper, scissors, stone. I'm putting up a poll. I'm putting up a poll. What is the correct way to say it? It's I'm rock, not paper, saying, scissors. I'm not saying you're wrong. I mean, I, in, in the New England area, it might have been uh, rock, paper, scissors. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying in Cleveland, it was definitely paper, scissors, stones. So. Wow. I yeah. almost always did paper as my first paper thing because, I, because I'm, assu- I'm assuming that rock, paper, scissors, which was the name of the game I played, that everyone would be like, oh, rock is first. And rock is the strongest, so I'm going to ah. go rock, and so I would always go paper. Well, that you know what your strategy should should be, you know, on what you call it. I mean, it should be built around what you call yeah. it. Yeah. But even even in our environment of paper, scissors, stones, stone was still the most dominant of the, yeah of the uh, of the. It's a classic trap. It's a classic trap that people will fall into all the time, <laughs> going with rock or stone because it's like, well, that's the strong one. That means I'll win. Always go paper. All right, uh, Jim Kelly would like to know. Would Stan Kroenke sell his grandchildren to move up on the Forbes list of richest Americans? I mean, I think Stan Kroenke would sell his grandchildren just, just to sell them. Yeah, I was like, going to say, I don't think he needs. I don't like think he a, needs. To, yeah, no. I, I think it, I think if you if you went up to Stan Kroenke right now and offered him eight hundred bucks for each of his grandkids, <laughs> he would probably be like, "Yeah, that's bad yeah, for that's me. I, I can better use eight hundred dollars than I can human love or familial." <laughs> Uh, connection yeah yeah i thought that was i thought that was it's 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 just misses the the mark the question because i mean like you could have said would he sell his kids and even that sort of misses the mark and i think saying to move up on the forbes list he doesn't have to move up he doesn't have to move up no i think i think if you say let's do it this way the question the actual question should be would stan Kroenke sell and at that point, you say yes. Yes. Right. Like right. that's all. That's all. It's the question. If they, it doesn't matter what comes after that. The answer is yes, he would. Except yeah. in, except if it were, I guess, the Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the only thing he cares about in the world. Okay, uh, Nathan. Uh, now this looks like this was forwarded to us, so I'm not sure if Nathan actually wants our opinion on this, but somebody else does. Wants to know: Is this a good idea? This guy wrote, my son this morning said they should make a Groundhog Day 2 and just show the original movie. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's a fantastic idea. So, totally great idea. Totally, yeah. totally great. But idea. they need to sell it as a sequel. They need to say like Groundhog Day 2, Groundhog Year or whatever. <laughs> like it needs to have like a real title. And then here's what, here's what I would actually do. Yeah. I would actually film one new scene. Okay. Which is Phil Connors uh, like walking back into the town of Puxatawney. And someone going, hey, Phil Connors, you haven't been back here in a long time. And he's like, yes, it has been a long time, hasn't it? And then they're like, what are your plans while you're in town? And he's like, well, right now I'm just going to hit the sack because I'm real tired. And then he goes to bed in the hotel and he wakes. And then you just play the real movie. So, just, so it's, clear, it's clear that it's like that it's a, in quotes sequel. But then what you see is just the actual film. I love it. I love it. All right. Uh, this is uh I don't know if we should save this for an official position. I'm going to, I'm going to use it as a question. Paul wants to know uh, what is the official position on proper coach attire? All right. Here are the three options. Proper okay. coach attire. One, the old school suit and tie. Okay. okay. Two, current style of casual coach wear. Mm -hmm. Or three, full uniform like Major League Baseball managers. So those are your three options. What is the correct proper attire for a coach? I have to say that I love nothing more than a coach in full suit and tie. I love it. It's my favorite thing. It is so absurd and so ridiculous. And I, it's not comfortable. It doesn't, it, it doesn't look like he's in any kind of athletic scenario, no. but in college basketball at the beginning of a game before they get all sweaty and roll up their sleeves and you know, whatever, or in, in like European soccer, yes. when you have like an incredibly handsome Italian gentleman on the <laughs> sidelines and, and like an impeccably tailored three-piece suit, it's yep. the greatest, it's just the greatest. Like so I great. would, I would wholeheartedly vote for full suit and tie in all sports. What, now, what, what would full suit and tie in a baseball scenario look like? Like, I mean, like, cause like in football, I mean, yes, there, we haven't seen in a long time, but I mean, you kind of, I don't know, did Tom Landry wear like a, like a jacket and tie? I like like Tom Landry did. I feel like Don Shula did. Right. Uh, it feels like right? that's not completely out of bounds, but if we started seeing Joe Madden in a full. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. I mean, <laughs> so but I would, I would also argue in baseball that it should be like a 1940s suit where the pants are like pulled up very high the way Cary Grant used to wear suits. And it's like a thick tweed or a thick a tweed wool. With the little patches on the show, all yep. the elbows. Yes. Oh, that would be so great. I mean, I, I, I think it would, they should at the very least, and I don't know why they don't do this at the very least when they do throwback day in baseball and the teams yeah. wear like the 1912 unis, yes. the coach should be wearing a gall darn suit and tie. Totally. I don't understand why they, the yes, thing. I don't understand why they didn't do that. They, they just put the manager in a, in a uniform like everybody else, have him wear a suit and tie and harken back to this bizarre era of, <laughs> of uh sporting uh events I love I, I, no I brainer totally, totally agree with that totally agree with that all right alan seppi wall sep and wall okay what's the worst thing each of you had to sign in your books what do you think do you have well, an answer it, off here's the top what of i your... think there, there, uh, we mentioned this last time and i think this is really the right answer and that is when you first start doing it you are like oh you know i've got to write derek jeter is the greatest or you know or or fruit pie is uh, disgusting or you know in my case or or something like that or you know people would be like you know you i'm an idiot for leaving eddie murray out of this book or whatever right after 300 400 500 you, you lose all feeling. You're just, yeah. you're just numb. And they could literally have you write other than like, like, you know, something profane or something. You're just blindly, like, oh, fine. Jeter is the greatest. I, you know, you, at that point, just to get it over with, you yeah. would, you would like wear a Jeter jersey and do whatever, like, you don't care. Yeah. You, you, don't you care. become numb. You become numb to the personal slights that you're yes. having to sign. Like, Derek Jeter is the greatest shortstop of all time. Yeah. Hot fruit is delicious. The Yankees are the most well-run franchise in sports, whatever. So, but, you know, 
go ahead. But there was one that was beyond the pale. Uh, and that was from uh, Jason Kander. Yes. So Jason Kander wanted you to write basically that that he, he was he, hot. It was a combo platter because it, right. it, it was it was he had the best draft strategy. His draft strategy was impeccable. impeccable. That's what he wanted me to write. Yeah. He was the like his OPS was fantastic. Right. And center field is a great song and center field by john fogarty is a great song yeah. and i and it was the only <laughs> one of the 2700 inscriptions that i simply flat out refused refused to, to do. do and i wrote i'm not i'm not gonna write this what you asked me to write it's absurd and that you should sue me i dare you to sue me is what i wrote instead because it, it just i couldn't it, it was if he had asked me to write any one of those things i think i probably would have been like all right fine i'm numb to this but the combo platter of your draft strategy is impeccable and center field is the greatest song ever written or whatever he asked me to write. I just couldn't do it. And I know the book is about ethics and I know that I probably should have followed through on my contractual agreement to sign what was requested of me. I just, I didn't have it in me. You know what? We're flawed. People are flawed. You know what? We're not perfect. That's the point of the book, how to be perfect available now in stores everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. No, you turned to me at some point you said, um, what do you think? And I'm like, no way. I mean, no yeah. way. Look, I'm, he was daring you to not sign that book. Well, the other, the only other one that I feel bad about was Mina Kimes of ESPN. You don't feel bad. Um, I do feel bad about it. She, so she is a huge Seahawks fan. And she asked me to write that if that the Seahawks would have won that Super Bowl if Julian Edelman had been in concussion protocol where he belonged because Edelman took us a, a huge hit over the middle That's right. late in that game, got up, clearly was concussed. They clearly should have taken him out of the game. They didn't, they ended up, the Patriots ended up winning. And so I, I dutifully wrote what she asked me to write, but then thanks to <laughs> Jeffrey who works at rainy day books, it was his idea. He printed out a bunch of like five by seven photos of Malcolm Butler's interception and I wrote and I included one in her copy of the book and wrote, yes. since you brought up that Super Bowl, here's an extra bonus gift. And and I you remember I I had a like moment of like, is this okay? I don't yeah. know if this is okay. Like, because what I thought was if I had done this to someone and they had and I had if a Yankee fan had written a book and I had said, like, hey, write um, you know, uh something about how Derek Jeter was overrated or blah, 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 blah. And then they had done it, but also put into the book a five by seven photograph of Aaron Boone's home run. Yeah. I would throw that picture in the garbage. I would throw the book in the garbage. I would light a match and throw it into the garbage can and watch it burn. And so I, I, I don't know to what degree she, she felt like that was like a fun a uh, little ha 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 joke amongst friends because oh, I know her a little bit, not well, but I know her a little bit. Yeah. And to what degree she was like filled with burning rage. Well, you saw that she tweeted out about. Yeah, it. she yeah. did. Yeah. She basically tweeted that it was the the one uh, uh, book she wanted to return. She wanted to return. She said, "Can you return an inscribed book?" <laughs> <laughs> Which is delightful in itself. Mina's delightful. She's delightful. So you. Know I think it. It appears to me we're we're on a text thread, and she has not yet kicked me off the thread. So I am going to take that as like it's water under the bridge. All right, it's time for uh, a few official positions. Official positions. Do you have any? By the way, do you have any? I don't. No, I'm still reeling from the from the book tour and COVID and giving yes. you COVID. So yeah. I don't have any official positions. All right. So official position number one. What is our official position on uh, the Super Bowl halftime show? Maybe surprisingly, but I'm into it. I like okay. it. I, okay. I I I mean, the point of the game is that it's an enormous, ridiculous spectacle where right. you get to you get to forget for a while any criticism you have of American excess and just indulge in it, both in yes. the food you're eating and in the spectacle Vegas. itself. It's going to Vegas, yes. And so. I'm always like, let's see how they do this year. And I and there have been some legitimately great yes. halftime shows that that were member more memorable than the game. I remember Prince's halftime show more than I remember whatever Super Bowl that was. The Patriots might have even won that Super Bowl. I don't remember. <laughs> I literally don't remember. But also Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. That one was I remember very clearly. That was, that was a great, it's a great show. Um, 
there are so there i feel like from time to time i remember the weekends from from whatever it was last year the year before that yeah. from time to time it's it's it is a a moment where uh actual incredible art can be created because of the size of the spectacle and the and the stage that they're on so i'm i'm in favor i'm pro yeah yeah i mean you know what i'm pro too i i feel like you know what it is i feel like there are not that many things that we all do together right as a yeah. as a, as a country i mean you know and, and 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 fewer all the time fewer and fewer things all the time like nobody like we used to sort of get together for the Oscars, right? Like, and that doesn't seem nope, true anymore. No and and uh, uh, we used to get together for the World Series, and that's getting less and less true. And you know, so like this is one thing, and it, and it doesn't matter if like most years it's people getting together to talk about how much they don't like it. But I don't, right? I don't know that that matters. I I think it's pretty cool. By the way, that Prince Super Bowl. I don't know if I've mentioned this on the uh, on the podcast before. I was at that game. And before all of the uh, Super Bowl games, they have a uh, press conference. The entertainers, the halftime entertainers have a press conference. So Springsteen had a press conference and Prince had a press conference or whatever. So Prince said he was not going to answer any questions. Like that was his deal. He was just going to come in and say a few words and he was not going to answer any questions. So he walks in and he's got like his background people with him and all that. And he gets on the stage and he goes, all right, you know what? I'm going to take questions. Or maybe somebody else said, hey, Prince is going to take questions. And the first person, somebody raises their hand and says, Prince, how do you feel about being at the Super Bowl? That was the question. So obviously it was uh, somebody who was set up. And Prince wheels the guitar like it was like he had the guitar on his back. He wheels around the guitar and breaks into Johnny B. Good, like just absolutely smashes in a Johnny be good. And it is the best press conference I've ever been at. Like that yeah. is, that is the single best thing ever. So he was the, maybe the, uh, this is a good draft. We should do someday. Coolest people who have ever lived, ever lived. Yeah. Ever lived in history in any, uh, on any, in any country, in any place in the world at any moment in history. I, I don't know <laughs> that anyone has ever been cooler than that guy. Right. Yeah, like, it's hard. It's I, you're right. That would be, that's going to be such a great draft. Cause it'd be like, ah, yeah. Alexander the great. Prince, you know, I mean, yeah. it's gonna be like you know, Joan of Arc, <laughs> or yeah, or yeah. you know, Justin Timberlake, Justin Timberlake, <laughs> and, yeah, it's, it's gonna be. All right, we're not doing that this week, but we'll the, let's make that a draft in the future. We're gonna make it a draft the coolest people who ever lived. All right. All right. Uh, official position: How do we feel about the Gatorade uh, dump after all of these years? Dumping so so bored. Get rid of it. Stinks. Uh, right. It. Come on. What are we doing? Like, I mean, it's, it's like, it's so perfunctory. Like nobody likes it. Nobody enjoys it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, if it's it, not it, funny, it's not, right funny the, it's not surprising. It's just no. obligatory. It's like, it's the equivalent. It's, it's about as exciting as like, I don't know, getting a receipt from CVS when you buy deodorant. It's like this, <laughs> a thing happened. And now the next thing that happens is that you hand me this piece of paper. Like, it's just so boring. Yeah. I get rid of it. Come up with something new, man. This is the 30, 40 years old at this point. Come up with something new. Oh, it's, it's, I totally agree. No, we're, we're on we're, we hate it. And here's the other thing I hate about it now is that coaches have gotten to the point where they really, truly hate it. Yes. Like, it's, like it used to be like they hated it, but it's like, eh, it's funny, whatever. It's like, it brings the guy's joy, whatever. Not now. No, now, literally. Like, and also, they, they're going into a locker room where they're going to be sprayed with champagne. They're going yeah. to get doused with a different liquid. Like you don't need to do this. Like I just, I got it. Just, it's so annoying. And they always show it too. They always they like, always show. Oh, here it comes. It's the, <laughs> just enough, enough. Yeah. Yeah. That was, it, and, and, you know, it was weird at the Super Bowl this year when, uh, but they just did it like repeatedly afterward. Like, did, yeah, like they, how, where did the buckets even come from? It's like the they NFL made him, They made him sit there for for an hour, just just over and over. It felt like it felt punitive. Almost. It, did. it felt it like did. yeah, it was just it's, unpleasant. It didn't feel right. Poor Zach Taylor. All right, there we go. So now it is time. Uh, well, actually, we have not done fruit talk. Fruit talk. 
quite a while. <laughs> We're gonna do fruit talk too. Yeah, fruit because there's two fruit talk questions that have come up that All we right. need. To, it, it's sort of an official position, but with fruit talk music. Uh, so the first fruit talk question is, uh, how do we feel about zest? Fruit zest, so like lemon zest, you know, the the zest off of the. Uh, I mean, it's like barely fruit, man. I don't yeah. know. Like, I, 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 I don't know that I have a thought on it one way or the other. Does I mean, what is? Does it work? Does it add flavor? It works in like a cocktail. Like if you're yeah. drinking a like a, a vodka based cocktail and it has a little zest around the edge or a little lime wedge or something in it, right. or you know, you're okay with it. Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I don't have a problem with it. I just I feel like it's. We're barely, this is like barely fruit talk. You know what well, I mean? I think like, it's it, fruit. Don't you? I mean, look, it's, it's, it's you. Here's the thing somebody had to like go and say, yeah, like the skin of the orange. Yeah, we're going to scrape some of that off and create like a whole thing. Like you wouldn't think that would be edible in any way, shape, or form. But yeah, I, I guess. I mean, I mean, again, I'm fine with it. I have no problem. I have no objection to the, to the yeah, concept like of the, zest. I like the smell of the, of the fruit <laughs> zest. All right. The other one, I don't feel we're going to feel the same way about, and that is what is the official fruit talk position as two of the leading experts of fruit, I think, mm -hmm. in the country. Uh, what is our feeling about freeze dried fruit? Uh, not into it. No, um, no, not into freeze dried fruit. Um, I am into a lot of dried fruit, though. I like dried mango. I is a wonderful snack. Yes, just regular, not freeze dried, but just dried. Dried mango. Um, there are some dried apricots and stuff that are a good yummy uh, yeah. snack. What about like dried? Uh, what are the um, what are the little like sticks? They're like the little. Um, they're not prunes. They're uh, dates. Like the oh yeah sure dried yeah. dates great yeah fine um, but freeze dried is it's like too chalky or yeah, something. I don't, I don't like that. I don't like the yeah. consistency of it. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't quite have the flavor of the fruit. No, the, the dried fruit does have the flavor. Of I'll it. tell you what I've. What I, as long as we're in fruit talk zone here, what I have come around on oh. is frozen is frozen fruit. I used oh, to be very anti-frozen fruit, but recently, as you might know, uh, I basically eat a fruit smoothie for lunch every single day. Okay. And what I have found is so great is I've used I it was only I was a fresh fruit snob. Yes. Where I would only use fresh blueberries, fresh strawberries, fresh blackberries, whatever, as the fruit portion of the smoothie started using frozen fruit you know what's great about it you don't need any ice need to make it cold yeah. yeah yeah so now frozen blueberries frozen strawberries frozen blackberries it makes it exactly the freezing cold yummy smoothie temperature you want it without adding without watering it down by throwing ice cubes in there no i mean i'm probably i'm probably like i mean years years late on this like uh, i'm sure this is a very boring observation for the smoothie <laughs> enthusiasts out there but I only in the last six months have been like, oh, wait a second. There's a way to make this thing cold without using extra water. Yeah, well, as a fruit purist, <laughs> I mean, that that was a leap for you. I mean, it it had, was. You know. It was hard. It was a real, like, get with the times, man. Like, I was Daniel Snyder about this. I was like, no, there's this tradition. This is the way it's always been done. And I'm not changing it. And then I finally came around and joined the sort of, you know, more progressive era of smoothie making. Well, it's good to have you. It's good to have you in it because it, it's very... <laughs> It's, it's a very important thing. All right. All right. It's time for our draft. And uh, we are drafting, obviously. I don't think that, that anybody will be surprised at all. Uh, we are drafting Roman numerals um, mm -hmm. in honor of the Super Bowl. The only issue that we have with drafting Roman numerals is we kind of feel like we probably already did it. I mean, at you know, some point, it, it's inescapable feeling that we've done this before, but yes, whatever. But maybe we haven't. I don't know. It doesn't matter. We're going to do it again. And uh, you actually have the first pick. First pick is obvious. It's 10. It's yeah. X. It's yeah. the first pick. Um, coolest, coolest letter. Cool that it's the number 10, which is like an, is the first kind of cool round number you get to when you're counting. Just looks right. cool, is cool. Um, it's the obvious. It's, this, is the, this is the Joe Burrow of this yeah. draft. It's, it's yeah. pretty clear. So X is my pick. No, that's right. I mean, I think X is pretty clearly it's it's not even particularly close. Um, but we move on. I mean, I'm going to have to I'm going to, you know, you got to make a pick, man. You got to make the thing. A pick. You, and look, there are plenty of other good ones out there. But I mean, you you getting the first pick in this draft was was crucial. You know, getting mm -hmm. X was, was really crucial. was. So I'm going to go with uh, with 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 V number five. Um, okay. 
think it's again, you know, I think as we go forward, maybe we're going to start putting some letters together, but I think it's a solid, it's a solid, look, it's, I'm going to need growth quiz, clearly. I mean, from V, V's going to have to come in, not only prove himself, but he's going to have to just keep building on, uh, on, mm -hmm. on success. But, uh, you know, five is a solid number. V is a cool letter for sure. You know what it is? The difference here is that X is a, is a first round quarterback and V right. is a first round running back. Yes. That's basically the difference. It's like, it's not like there's no value there. It's just like, ah, I wish I could have, the quarterback will be more important. Quarterback will be more franchise. important. Exactly. What I will say about V that has it a little bit better than X in like the one thing that V does better than X is I think V is a better supplementary player. Like I think Roman numerals that end with V are incredibly cool. Uh, as yeah. I, as I will say later. So, so that is the one thing that V, V, I think V makes, makes his teammates better. I think that's, that's I think you're right. Down to. Um, all right. I'm going to go, let's see here. I'm going to go with C. I'll go with a hundred. Um, C note is a cool way to refer to a hundred dollar bill. <laughs> uh, how, often, how often do you as a 1920s gangster talk about C notes? I mean, constantly 23 <laughs> skidoo C note. Those are, that's my vocabulary uh it's it's i don't love the letter as much as some of the other letters that we could draft like no. c is like a little uncool it's not as cool as v or x or some of the others but c it's like when you get to c in roman numerals you've had you've been in this zone where you're like you know x c x v i <laughs> like you know what i mean and then you get to like 100 and it's just a c like it's just a cool like it's like a reset in, yeah. the, in the counting so well, that's my second pick I do like C. I think I think it's pretty solid. Um, so with my second pick, I'm going to go a little crazy. Uh, I'm going to go a little bit crazy. I'm going to go right. with with unquestionably uh, the black sheep of the Roman numeral set. Uh, I'm going to go with L for the number fifty. I, wow. I I love now L is is quantifiably not a great letter, and it's not it like when you see C for whatever reason you can. Imagine a hundred L does not in any way, shape or form make you think of 50, but no. <clears throat> L is out there, you know, and I love the fact that L is such a strong letter that the NFL felt like at Super Bowl 50, they could not call it Super Bowl L. I, yeah. I, I love that L just made the, like nobody treats the Super Bowl more seriously than the NFL does. Like they're, what kind of gall do you have to have to name your like your your games with Roman numerals number them with I mean you have to be you have to be pretty stout to do that yeah. and and L was like hey here I am Super Bowl fifty and they're like no no sorry we're, L we're not gonna use it I love that so I'm standing with L you are literally taking the L on this one the letter <laughs> L there's the nothing L. you can do. <laughs> Uh, no, it's a good pick. I, it's cool. It's cool to get 50 is like a cool, a they cool should number. call it an L. They should call it a $50 bill an L note. Why don't they do that? An L note. I like that. That's the or unofficial nickname for $50, $50 bills. <laughs> All right. I'm going with M um, a thousand. It's a cool, uh, it's a cool thing to get to a thousand. And again, you're in, when you're counting up to a thousand, you're in this crazy zone of 87 letters. And then suddenly it's just M. I also used to like it as a kid when you would see an old movie would would happen and at the bottom you would say, it would say copyright m c m uh l x x x v i i like it was just this crazy thing and i remember thinking like what is that and i remember being confused because some of those movies were mgm movies right so it would say like mgm and then underneath that it would say copyright m c m x whatever <laughs> and i would be like well, I, I didn't know what that meant but it just, it is it, a thousand is a cool number. It's like, it's basically the highest number that exists with just one letter in Roman yeah. numerals. So I think so. Anyway. Yes, it is. It is the highest. I, what I love about M, I mean, you're right. It's first of all, it's a cool letter, but what I love about M is that basically that was as high as they could go in Roman yeah. times. They were just like a thousand, nothing could be bigger beyond like, a thousand we'll probably never even use this letter that's what they were thinking they're like that's so <laughs> many that's such a high number we'll never even get there we'll never even get to m and you know suddenly then there's like 
you know, you have to have 400 M's to, you know, to represent, you know, getting to the moon or whatever. So, so yeah, it's, it's a solid, very solid pick. Uh, with the third round, look, we're, we're now, we're, we're, we're getting a little lower in. I've got to, I've got to get, I've got to get an offensive lineman. And there's no question that the best offensive lineman on the board is I, I is clear. I mean, it's just there. The thing that's great about I uh, representing one is it also represents negative one. Like that's really cool. So like XIV is 14. So like, depending on where you put the I, now that's true of all of them, but the I is the one that gets used the most often in, in, you know, the setting. And I love that the, that the, that the whole concept is, yeah, like we're not going to put like four of these eyes together. Like that's too much. So, so yeah. we'll just, whatever the next number is, we'll just put out an eye behind it and it'll just, you'll subtract one from it. So, so yeah. I love that 49 is IL. That's very strong. I, I think, I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think, look, I, again, I, I, I wanted unselfish Roman numerals. That's, you know, that's the kind of team I'm trying to build. Here. It's a good pick. It's a solid pick. It's obviously the, the, basically the, the building block of all of the Roman numerals yeah. is the I, I think it's a strong pick. Um, I'm going to go with D, wow. uh, 500. Um, what a weird one. It's ba I'm basically choosing this is the equivalent in the fourth round of choosing that that punter from San Diego State who punts at like 78 yards or whatever. It, it's it's uh, you know, I'm I've got I've got 10, I've got a hundred, I've got a thousand. Now I'm just going, I'm going weird with this. I'm picking 500. The reason I like it is scarcity. You almost never see there's almost never a moment where you see a D in the wild, yeah, yeah. Roman numerals. And and when you do see it, it always takes me a good long time to figure out what the hell it means i'm always like what is that is that 50 or is that is that what is that like is that ten thousand? like i never know what it is and i'm always, oh no it's 500 uh so it's just it's pure it's for pure uh the pure weirdness of it is why i'm doing it yeah the thing like i don't understand why it exists i mean like i get it from a con but i mean like they were going by, you know, all right, you know, you, you're going to go with, with 10, you're going to go with 50, you're going to go with 100, then you're going to go with 1,000. Like where, and then they were like, no, we need something between 100 and, and 1,000. It's like, it's like the $20 bill. Why is it a $20 bill? Why is it not a $25 bill? Yeah, it's weird. I mean, it feels like they could have gone LL for 500 or something. Right. You know what I mean? Like they could have, right. there, there was, it seems like in their pattern, there was a, there was a, uh, they didn't need another number there. Cause it's like, you don't ever see like multiple D's cause no. that would just be a thousand. So yeah. it's like, it, that's why it's so rare. Like it's in the middle of two things, right. a hundred and a like thousand. 1549 or something, you know, like the Super Bowl yeah. will never get there. There will never be a Super Bowl. Game. No, no. You know, so. No, cause the planet, the planet will melt and the league <laughs> will be torn down long before that. Yeah. So. All right, so now basically we're we're done with with uh, unique mm -hmm. letters. So now I'm going to go with mine, which my next pick is uh, the number uh, 54 is my next pick, uh, and that is LIV, which is just very strong. It's just a very strong. It's live. It's 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 uh, it looks cool. It uses the the I in the way I like using it, which is as a negative number. Um, it's just very strong. I'm going with LIV. What Super Bowl, by the way, are we on? Which one did we just watch? F uh, 50. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. 52, 53. What? I don't even know. I don't even know what Super Bowl this was. <laughs> are we at, we're not at Super Bowl. We're not at Super Bowl live, are we? Are we? I, I think we might be. Maybe we Is are. Is this Super Bowl live? Is this Super Bowl live? What? Yeah, because no, it's, it's not L. We're past Super Bowl Live. Super Bowl Live. Super Bowl LVI. It's LVI, right? LVI, 56? which is not nearly yeah. as cool as Live, by the way. Yeah. So did the Patriots win Super Bowl? No, the Chiefs. The Chiefs, Chiefs won Bowl. Super Bowl Live. Yeah. yeah. That's very strong. Good for them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with seven. I'm going to go with VII. Uh, just because seven's a cool number. And I think there's something cool about VII, like, VI doesn't look cool to me, but VII does. And I, I can't explain why. I don't, I don't, I have no idea why. I just, when I see 
seven in Roman numerals, I just think like, oh, that's that looks cool. It's just there's something about like the V kind of holds down the beginning and then the II is kind of like extending out into the future or something. I don't I, it's, it's utterly inexplicable, but I've always loved seven in Roman numerals. Yeah, seven is I, I think seven is good. I mean, look, that's I like seeing the eyes like multiple eyes are cool. Like yeah. I think I think that when you when you see multiple I eyes, maybe should have even gone with eight here. Oh, what do you think about three eyes? There you go. Like the three eyes versus two. Like two eyes to me feels cool. Three starts to feel a little bit like overkill. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm gonna go with uh, with no. I don't even care anymore. Like we're out of letters. I'm going with XIX. I'm going with 19. Uh, 19, kind of a cool number. Uh, there was no 19 in the baseball 100. I I don't know if I mentioned this to you. I wrote a book uh, huh. called the Baseball 100. Recently. Yeah. Yeah, like it just came out like last. I look I, to me again. I didn't. I don't want to. You don't need to know my problems, right? I mean, you don't. I don't need to burden you with everything. Uh, but yeah, I wrote this book, The Baseball One Hundred, and uh, it is a countdown of the hundred greatest players. And there is no nineteen in the book. There mm. are two twenties in the book because uh, Frank Robinson and Mike Schmidt both wore number 20 and they are both right. number 20 in the book and there's no 19 and 19 no 19 is to represent the 1919 black Sox and right. uh and uh specifically joe jackson shoeless joe jackson so 19 is cool I, I i like the number 19 uh and xix is cool i mean that is cool. palindromes are cool backwards yeah, and forwards are, are cool, cool. Yeah, yes. yeah yeah so i'm gonna go with xix with my uh with my next pick all right. I think, uh, well, we've done it. We've picked Have we the, done five or will that's we four? It. No, that's five. Oh, I got X, X, C, M, D, and V, I, 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 and you got V, L, I, L, I, V, and X, I, X. Nice. We really nailed it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you want to talk about ad. I mean, is there any chance that, uh, that we still have a podcast uh, with Metal Arc after this? I think not only do we have a podcast, I'm guessing that because of this draft, we will rocket to the top of the charts and become <laughs> the most downloaded podcast on the entire Meadowlark media system. That's my that's my prediction. And you know who's going to take the credit for that? Them, because they're going to oh, say they really totally whipped us into shape. That's of course. That's it. But that, that's what they always do over there, those goons. <laughs> those goons <laughs> over there. All right. You know what? It's time for one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. And uh, I'm going to let you start. It's one last meaningless thing to end this meaningless thing. We talk about sports and we draft things we know, like how beaches are terrible places to go. No hot fruit for Michael, no Diet Coke for Joe. The podcast won't. It's one last won't. So everybody's obsessed with Wordle. Uh, Wordle, Wordle, the new hot game that all the kids are playing. Uh, if you haven't, if you haven't played it, uh, you should. It's very fun. It takes three minutes. You guess a five-letter word. It tells you if you've gotten any of the letters correctly in the right place or correct, but not in the right place, and you have six guesses to guess the word. And Wordle, uh, which is very fun, uh, has spawned all of these imitators. Yes. And I want to give a shout out to the imitators and ripoffs because. I kind of think that they're better than Wordle. <laughs> so <laughs> among them is the first one I played was Absurdal. And Absurdal is a game that is the exact opposite of Wordle, where basically it thinks of a word, you guess, uh, you guess your first word, and it it tries to the word tries to hide from you. So it it keeps changing depending on what you guess. I mean, it obviously eliminates letters. It can't go backwards and suddenly say, oh, actually, the word I'm thinking of does have some of the letters you've already guessed. But you get to this point where, let's say the word is, um, you know, uh, wow. uh, yeah, frown or whatever. And if you, so if you, if you're narrowing it down, you get to frown, it'll, so you guess frown, it'll change it to now the word is brown. And if you <laughs> guess brown, it'll change it so the word is crown. And so you basically have to hunt down the word and trap it in a corner. And then guess it, you have infinite number of guesses and it's really fun. The other one that that uh, I play that's also really fun is Dordle. Dordle. Dordle, D-O-R-D-L-E. Dordle, uh, 
uh, is basically you're doing two wordles simultaneously. <laughs> so basically there's two grids and you guess a word and it fills the word in both grids and tells you in both in each grid what you've gotten right and wrong because it's two different words. Right. And then you have to like trap, you have to basically do the wordle for one side while you're doing that, those guesses count for the other side too. Right. So you solve the the one side of the dortal quickly and then jump back over to the other side and guess what that word is. It's wonderful and super fun. Then you sent me recently Nerdle. <laughs> Nerdle. Nerdle is basically <clears throat> Wordle with numbers where yes. you have like eight slots on the grid and you have to type in like 15 times five minus uh, you know, seven equals and then whatever it equals. And it right. tells you whether any of the numbers or the multiplication equals all that stuff are in the right place. And you have eight guesses to guess what the equation is. Yes. And it's super dorky and really fun. <laughs> and then the final one that I play, because I now play five of these a day, okay. is global. So global is basically a map of the world. Uh, and you click on, it's like a Google Earth view. And you type in the name of a country, you type in Tanzania, and it shows you how close to the mystery country Tanzania is. Wow. And then you just keep get. So if it's, you know, if you're nowhere close, you got to guess, oh, now I'll guess Iceland or now I'll guess Russia or whatever. And it the color of the country as it lights up gets as it gets more orange, yellow, orange, red, you're getting closer and closer to the mystery country. And it's basically a test of like, how many countries do you know? Because like you get. Like today, the mystery country was Romania. And oh, wow. so I was I was guessing, I guessed, you know, I, I think I started with France and it was like, oh, it's actually kind of close. And I was like, okay, Germany, you know, Poland, Turkey, Greece. And then I was like, oh, it's in the middle of these somewhere. And I was like, all right, so what is in there? Bulgaria is in there, right? And then Serbia and, and the Czech Republic and Hungary. And I just, and I was like, oh, what's that other? Oh, Moldova. Isn't Moldova in there somewhere? And I guess like hundreds of the Central European countries until I finally remembered that Romania exists and then got the country. And it's uh, infuriating and great at the same time. So I, I, I love Wordle. Shout out to Wordle, but also shout out to all of its imitators, which each of which is in its own way delightful and fun. Absolutely. So I am at this point every morning when I wake up, first thing, I play uh, Wordle. Mm -hmm. uh, I play Dordle and I play Nerdle. So Dordle being the, <laughs> the, the multiple uh, words uh, and, and Nerdle being the, the math uh, one. And, and they're all like so great. It is like completely taken over not only my life, but our entire family, like every day at some point during the day. So this is my wife. Uh, and our uh, 17 year old daughter every day at some point I you know we like did, did you they only play wordle at this point uh, right. uh, although uh, I think the the uh, my daughter is starting to play nerdle the math one um, but like how many did you get it in it's like a big deal so which right. leads to a, a, a sort of a key question it's not an official position but a key question how do you feel about people sharing there don't were. do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stop. Everybody stop doing it. I don't <laughs> want to know what your, I don't care what your Wordle score is. I don't, I'm not interested if you got it in three guesses or it took you five guesses. Everybody stop doing it. I, this is, this is the thing that's threatening, I think, to make it not fun anymore is that your Twitter feed is just full of the sharing and we don't need to know. It's keep it to yourself. Just okay, keep so, it to yourself. So, so here's my question for you on that. Cause like, cause a lot of people we know will share. Uh, mm -hmm. wall shares every day. Mm -hmm. So my question is that, well, there's, it's a two-parter. One, are, is your opposition that we don't care in like sort of in the same way, like I don't care about your bad beat in poker and I don't care about your fantasy baseball team. Yes. Or is it stop sharing it because it is messing with my mind if I see it first? I don't, I, that that is no part of it to me. I don't care. I, I'm not, I'm not, I don't want to, use your wordle score for information about my wordle game i just don't care i just don't care what you did 
in this. It's a ridiculous three minute game that's just fun and a distraction. And I don't want to constantly be looking at people saying, hey, look, it took me four guesses or oops, I missed it this time. I didn't get I don't doesn't matter why I'm not sharing my I like I played backgammon with my friend the other day. I didn't like then take a picture of the backgammon board and post it to the Internet and say like, hey, look at this backgammon game I played. It took me this many rolls in order to get like, what are we doing? Why are we sharing information about the the dumb games we play? Yeah, I don't get it. I, I, I totally agree. So you actually led right in very surprisingly to my uh my one last thing okay. which is so so people here might know that uh, i have really really gotten into chess and uh, by saying that i really got into it I've, I've been writing a lot more about it well i wasn't writing anything before so i've been writing a lot about it and i've been um uh you know watching videos and all this but i won't play people in chess anymore so I started playing and I would play people and I would feel like it would ruin my day. I hated it so much. And then because my name on chess.com is my name, I started getting people like, are you the writer? And then, you know, and, and which was made it even worse. Like it wasn't even, I wasn't even undercover. And so I've stopped playing that. So what I have started playing uh, a lot uh, online uh, is backgammon. That is exactly what I've been playing a lot online. And Here's the thing about backgammon. I, I feel like I'm probably quite good at backgammon. Like I I have, you know, I, I win, you know. But backgammon is is luck, right? The game is, is a lot of it is luck, yeah. It's yeah. very much luck, right? I mean, it's it it is chess is virtually no luck at all, other than which piece you get or whatever. And backgammon is is a lot of luck. And man, losing backgammon when you are the better player and the other person just rolls that is really infuriating yeah. utterly infuriating <laughs> yes 100 yeah. that that is that like that I, I there's a, a computer backgammon game that i play when i'm bored or like waiting for something to start or whatever right. and i and when i play against the computer and it and it beats me i'm better than the computer yes. in this in this case because i i just like I've been playing all my life and I'm, I'm pretty good and I know the odds and whatever. And when the computer, when the computer rolls some kind of insane number that is exactly what they need to like save <laughs> its back game in life, it just drives me up the wall. And yeah. and the same is true when you're playing a real person too. You just, it just is utterly infuriating when the, when the luck of the dice goes against you. No. And you, when you've played everything perfectly and then you've gotten a bad, some bad luck and have to get yourself into a certain situation and then you do, and then the exact thing that is the only yes. thing that can possibly screw right. you up happens. I, it really is infuriating. No, yeah. I did. This, so this happened to me the other day where exactly that happened. And literally I had the only thing that could beat me was a one in six. Mm-hmm. Was literally right. Cause they, cause I, they were captured or whatever. And, and I had a piece and it was one in six and they, and then they, they got out, they took me, they, mm-hmm. they won. But here's my question for you, because when you're playing a computer, it's infuriating because you're like, yeah, this game is rigged or whatever. <laughs> but I cannot begin to tell you, and this is this doesn't speak well of me, the idea that the person who wins by pure luck is sitting at home going, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm good at this game. Like, I totally nailed it. Played. Yeah, I totally <laughs> nailed it. That drives me so insane. I can't even begin to describe how much. Well, the only way to play back game is to understand that it's that it's a cent, it's it's forty percent skill and sixty percent luck or something probably right or thirty seventy something like that. Well, here's what I would say. Yeah, I mean it's it's at least sixty or seventy percent luck. But here's what I would say: You're good at backgammon. Pretty good at backgammon. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty good at backgammon. If we played the best backgammon player in the world, the absolute premier backgammon player in the world and we were allowed to choose the number that we rolled we'd win yeah we'd win it well, of course i mean i i think i would i would guess that if we played if i just played the world's greatest champion backgammon player right now 10 times in a row yeah. i would win three or four times <laughs> like i just <laughs> because i just there isn't that much to know about how to do it right, right. so like if you sort of just and, and then because it's 60 to 80 percent luck yeah. Yeah. Like I think we'd probably, you'd win. You'd, if I played, 
anyone, if I played you in chess 10 times, you would beat me 10 times in a row because I don't have any idea what I'm doing. If I right. played the backgammon champion, I would win 40% of the time. Right. And, and if you were able to choose the number, you'd always win. You would always win. Like, that's the thing. If I played the world's greatest chess, they could literally, they could be like, all right, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to play with two rooks and I'm not going to play with two bishops. And, and they still win. They still beat. Right. But in backgammon, if I'm like, hey, five times during this game, I get to choose my number. I don't care how good they are. Oh, well, yeah, of, of yeah. course. Yeah, that, obviously. Yeah. But who plays that way? Who plays where you can no, choose no, what just, number you want? I'm just playing that in my mind about like how much oh, oh. involved in the game. I see. I see. Yeah, of course. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, you know what? We made it through another podcast. We did it. We did it. It's awesome. Well, I'm so glad that you're over COVID. That's all I got to say. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that I didn't kill you with COVID. That's it. It was a successful week. You didn't kill me and you're over COVID. So as always, Mike, thank you. And happy Super Bowl LVI. The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com